most of the time. These children are coming out of really hard places and and we aren't inviting them into our homes for our own good. We're inviting these children into our homes because they have a need and um, we want to meet that need. And so these kids are able to spend time in your home and see what stability looks like and see what unconditional love looks like in healthy relationships and really to see what God looks like. And even if they leave and that's devastating for you as a parent, um, they will always carry that with them. Tell me how adoption came into your life, how you guys got started with it, or what brought it forth in your family. Okay, yeah, so um, we were married very young, and we did wait a few years to start trying to start a family, and um, it ended up being a long journey and it took almost four years to conceive our first child. And so we had already, we were, I was kind of at the end of my rope with that and just the ups and downs of it. And so I had already said, Hey, why don't we think about looking into adoption in January of 06 if this hasn't happened for us yet? And so I found out December 8th of, no, so this would have been 2004 I found out that I was pregnant. And of course, January of 2005 was when we were going to start looking into adoption. So I think that in some ways that's when God planted the seed in my heart for adoption and just thinking about it and mulling it over and considering it. And for whatever reason, I just still felt convicted about that. And um, so after we had our second child, I brought it up to Aaron um, because they knew we weren't going to have any more biological children. And so he he was on board and we just kind of dove right in. I do have family that has adopted. And so I have some connection to that world. And so, um, I just, I already knew that what it looks like to have a family with biological children and adopted children. And so that was probably really where I was introduced to it and, and became familiar and and comfortable with it. Was what kind of family member did you say it was? Sister? So my aunt and uncle, who actually we grew up on the same piece of property with our parents built houses on a piece of property together. And so um, we were together all the time and they have two biological children and then they have three adopted children. How old were you when you were exposed to like looking at how that looked? I was, I would... hmm. Pretty young because their oldest adopted child is now in his mid 20s and he was a baby when he came to them. Did you, do you remember any thoughts that you had when, when they started the process or was it something that you even 
considered or was it just something that was just sort of, well, it's kind of normal? Um, I think that it just ultimately felt kind of normal. They had been doing foster care. And so that's how all of their adopted children came to them. They had a lot of children that were in and out of the home. Um, and then the ones that needed to stay, they adopted. And um, it was kind of, it, in a lot of ways, it felt natural. Because they're already there. They already loved them. They were already caring for them. And so it was it's hard to say goodbye to the ones that have to go. And um, so I saw what that whole experience was like. And Do you think that made an impact on your future decisions to pursue adoption or fostering? I would, I would say yes, because I, it wasn't a plan that I had for my future, but um, when conceiving naturally didn't come easy and didn't go the way I thought that it would. It was, it, it was just second nature to then say, okay, let's look at adoption because I had seen that in my life and that it was beautiful and, and how that just, it was another way to grow a family. So all the beauty aside, you know, having gone through it, that there's there's definitely some challenges. Mm-hmm. So when you started the process, what were some of the hurdles um, you had to kind of get over to proceed on with the process? Well, one of the big ones was that paperwork. It felt so overwhelming with that first um, adoption. It was... And it took us a long time to get through it. It didn't need to take us that long. I think I procrastinated a little because it just felt like a lot of work. And I already had two little ones at home. And so um, that was definitely an obstacle. And then additionally, when our son did come home, there was always that underlying concern of what if... What if this doesn't work out and we don't get to keep him? And the longer he was with us and the more we fell in love with him, the more that was always kind of there. And, you know, I try not to think about it and push it away, but um, it it was definitely a fear. And um, thankfully that didn't happen. So what what was it, though, that helped you push it away? Was it just simply telling yourself, I can't think about it right now? Or was there, was there a pattern that would, that you would wrap up and put it away? Like, how did you put that fear aside? Cause I'm, it would obviously come up quite often, I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure how to answer that other than he was already with us. So worrying about that and stressing over it didn't serve a purpose. It didn't help anything. And um, I almost think it was like a coping mechanism to just push that away every time it came up for me because I couldn't, I just didn't want to think about that situation, the what ifs and what that would feel like and what that would be like. At what point did you decide that we should do this again? So our story is interesting and a little bit unique because we had a long process with Morgan um, 
And so we had finalized in July and we were just enjoying that. And we were enjoying not having social workers in our home several times a month and all the paperwork that you're doing all the time. And um, we had talked about the possibility of adopting again in the future, but um, we weren't even discussing it at this point. And I remember I was up on a ladder and I was painting the wall in our living room and the phone rang and um, the machine picked up and it was our social worker from the adoption agency that we had used um, when we adopted Morgan. And um, she wanted me to call her back right away. And I couldn't like scramble down the ladder fast enough. And honestly, I figured it was that there was a sibling on the way. That was my immediate thought. But she called and said they had a baby girl and she was Native American and she they needed a home for her. And with Native American babies, they can't be adopted into a home that's not ICWA certified, which ours, because Erin is a tribal member, we, we qualified for that. And so Morgan's social worker with the county thought of us right away and um, gave Scarlett social worker our information. And so that's, that was something that we discussed briefly and we said, okay, Lord, we're going to trust you on this. And we jumped right back in and it was, it was just kind of this like hurricane of how fast can we get through all this paperwork and get licensed again? And, it was it was definitely a much faster process, and she came to us very quickly, and um, her adoption went very smoothly. It was just the standard six months that you have to wait after placement, and there were no appeals, and it was all very straightforward and easy, quite frankly. So how much time had passed between Morgan's finalization and the phone call for Scarlett? It was less than two months. It was really fast. And they were both babies. They were both one at that time. So that was, it was a lot for me just as an individual, but um, it was also special. It was in a lot of ways, it was like having twins and they were pretty cute. When you got that call, I can't, what was the conversation with Aaron? Like, because that wasn't really on your radar. You said that, well, okay, we're, we've, we're enjoying having no social workers. We're enjoying the finalization of, of Morgan is just like, we did it. And then, you know, two months later you get a call. What, what was it for you guys that were like, yeah, let's, let's just go for it. So Aaron had had Aaron, had said in the past that if we were to consider this again, that we already have three boys and that he would want, if we adopted again, for it to be a girl. And um, even initially when we were adopting Morgan and we were in child search, we he really had a heart for the Native American children because so many of them get stuck in the system because there aren't 
homes for them. And so they just grow up in foster care. But you're not allowed to seek out these kids. And so um, that was something that he really wanted to be able to do was to, to give a home to one of these children. And so it felt like all the pieces came together and it, it just felt like a God thing to us. And one of the reasons that we love adoption and that we wanted to adopt is because there's so many children out there that are in need of a loving, stable home. And we had room in our home and in our hearts for more kids. And so um, it's very difficult to say no. It's, it's hard to say no when you hear of this precious child that needs a place to go and, and we could provide that for her. So that was, it, we, it was just hard to imagine saying, no, sorry, we just couldn't. Yeah. I feel like that's what adoption does to your heart. It softens it, uh, especially when you've gone through the process and you see yourself on the other end and looking back and seeing where God showed up in all these different places. It's almost as if you you cherish that time and you're like, I. it's almost like spiritually you, you long for like those times when you know God is present and you know God is doing things in your life. Um, those are times that many other people have said that their faith has grown exponentially where when you step into, especially a space that you truly don't have control, where you don't um, really have any control, it's really this child in the system and you're hoping for a great outcome, but there's nothing you can push or or work towards to make that a for sure thing. You truly are dependent on um, on God's do God doing what He says He will do, which is which is take care of the widows and the orphans, and take care of you as a family, and have your best interest at heart. But the dichotomy of that is that it we don't know if the best thing for this child is to stay with us. Mm-hmm. We think it would be right? right, but we don't know for sure, and we also don't know that what God's plan is for your family is it to go through a hardship and to grow yourself in certain areas, or is it this great, you know, victory? So that's what probably the hardest thing about even being a Christian is, is that you don't, you know what God's, you don't know what God's up to. He's Mm -hmm. up to so much, so much. He's, he is after your best interest, but at the same time, we don't know. Honestly, we don't know what we need. Sometimes we think we need this. We think this would be the best thing. But that's not always the truth, you know. That God ha- may have a totally some, something totally different. Right. And so, what would you say to someone who struggles with your your initial fear, which is, I'm afraid that if I let someone into my heart or in my home, that they'll be ripped out, and that would be too hard for me to to deal with. So, how would you encourage someone who might be on the fence of going through the foster adoption process, but that's like their hangup. And it's probably the mm-hmm. classical hangup that I can't, I couldn't do that. I just, it's too much of an unknown for me to do. So I feel cautious in answering this because I haven't experienced what it's like to have a child placed in my home and to love this child deeply and then to have them removed. And so 
I don't ever want to minimize what that must be like for for people who have been in that circumstance. However, I do have some things that come to mind. And one of them is that a lot of times, most of the time, these children are coming out of really hard places and and we aren't inviting them into our homes for our own good. We're inviting these children into our homes because they have a need and um, we want to meet that need. And so these kids are able to spend time in your home and see what stability looks like and see what unconditional love looks like in healthy relationships and really to see what God looks like. And even if they leave and that's devastating for you as a parent, um, they will always carry that with them. And that's an invaluable gift. And I feel like even, even if they're going back to something that may not seem ideal to you, they have now had this beautiful experience modeled for them that they know is is real and accessible and that they can create that for themselves with their own family in the future. And I think that that's just an incredibly special gift to give a child. Additionally, I also think you touched on it a little bit a short time ago. I think that we don't we don't know what God has in store for us and Life is full of hard things, and God promises that He'll be faithful. And so if He has called us to invite a child into our home, and He knows that child is going to be reunified, um, and that we're going to hurt, He's going to be there with us. And I can't... I. I can speak to that through my own personal experience, that in the suffering and in the grief and in the pain, God is always there. And those are the times that we grow closer to Him and we experience Him in a bigger way. And um, we can we can always count on Him to help get us through and to help us heal and I just don't think you can ever regret that that time that you spend with the Lord and how he comforts you. You know, the Bible says that he's near to the brokenhearted and there's just something that it makes it all okay. You know, all the pain and the hurt in this life is all okay when you get to experience God and and grow in your relationship with the Lord. Have you changed as a person in the beginning of this process up until the very end and maybe even further? Wow. So I can definitely see where God has used it to grow me. Children are like mirrors, right? And, um, and they show us all of our shortcomings and all of our weaknesses and all the ways that we need to be more like Christ. And um, one of my children is really um, challenging for me. And, and I see that 
I'm the one that needs to change and I'm the one that needs to depend on God to do a work in my heart in how I handle the circumstances that come up and the challenges and and the difficulties that this this child is dealing with and that has been a process it's it's hard it's painful to see your own flaws in trying to raise your children and and to kind of have to face those and work through them and again draw near to the lord because he is he's our strength and without him i don't always think that these things are possible what do you want your kids to say about you when they grow up i want them to say that i loved jesus well and that i loved them well and if that is the main thing that they remember and take away, then I feel like I'll have done my job. Do you have a favorite quote or Bible verse that centers you that you like to say or think on? So there's so many, it's really difficult to narrow it down. Um, but with the topic of fostering and adoption in mind specifically, you know, there's it's been challenging for me because there's so much need. There's so many kids out there that are in bad situations and need a loving home and, and need parents who are there for them no matter what. And, um, and so I see these two beautiful kids that we've brought into our home and I just feel like it's not even a drop in the bucket, right? Like the the need is so great and so big. And how am I even able to make a difference? But one of these, and I don't know if this is kind of a cliche quote, but I, I feel like it's very valid and real and especially in this situation. And it's the quote that says, um, Helping one person might not change the world, but it will change the world for that one person. And that has really resonated with me um, in that, yeah, I can't help all these kids, but God called me to help these two, and their lives are forever changed. And um, 